0: Hi Claire.
1: Hey Alron. Wait, we should introduce ourselves. I'm yeah. Claire Kretschmar.
0: And I'm Aron Sands. And, and we're near dancers, dancers with, with New York, York City, City Ballet. Ballet.
1: Welcome to the Rosin Box, where dancers go for... Show prep and candid chat. Oh, so fun. Huh? Claire, what
0: is a rosin box?
1: It's literally a box. Wood box.
0: That well, contains rosin. Yes. <laughs>
1: But I guess it's not a box, like, in the very three-dimensional form. It's, like, a very flat piece of wood, about two feet by two feet, Mm -hmm. where we put a crystal of rosin, which is, like, a non-slip powder that we put on our point shoes and on our hands so that we don't slip. Like, we don't slip on the floor. We don't slip when we partner people.
0: Yeah. And everybody has, like, a different tradition on how to approach rosin in their shoes and their self because i personally like to put it a lot a lot on my hands before i have to like do some sort of partnering because mm-hmm. i know i get very sweaty and there's a lot of leotard ballads so like i like to be ready and prepared and also i like rosin in the ballerina's costumes a little yes
1: you do yeah i, <laughs> I have really to lot an extra like three minutes in my prep so that you can rosin oh but it costume. gives me
0: so much peace of mind even if it ultimately doesn't it gives me do peace anything. Of too. Like I love just like feeling that grip and that security yeah. that Russin gives it me. It makes
1: me feel very secure too. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that you take three minutes out of my <laughs> prep time.
0: <laughs> also I feel like no matter where we go, we bring the same Russin box. Like no matter where we perform on tour, that's like the out it's of one chank. of the one things that yeah. like we travel with. Yeah. It's like something about that home feeling that you were like Thank God, no one forgot the Russian box at home. <laughs> Thank God, we brought it.
1: That makes me think. Like, I wonder how many famous ballerinas have stepped into oh the Rosenbox that we have. That's <gasps> iconic. I wonder.
0: Next time I might step into the Russian box, I'm gonna feel and look at it completely different.
1: I'm also gonna be like, this is my legacy. <laughs> I feel like with this podcast, we want to bring people together as we do when we're at the Rosin Box, when we're really at the Rosin Box backstage. With our conversations that we have here, we're hoping to illuminate some of the chatter that goes yeah. on backstage before the show and some of the things that also just we talk about in our day to day lives. Yeah.
0: We're dancers, but we're just people. We're really. just
1: people. And people need people, which is why we have this podcast. <laughs> Our guest today is Maria Karoski, who is a principal dancer with the New York City Ballet and has been for the past 20 years. She's a very beloved member of the New York City Ballet.
0: Oh, I remember the first time I partnered her.
1: You partnered Maria Karoski? It was two
0: seconds. It was... I think we have, like, really, truly partnered, like, maybe twice. One of them was, like, in... A, the court of a Christopher Wilden ballad named Le Carrion. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. remember? Yes, I do. Yeah, there's a the part that I left Maria around, pick her up off the floor, turn around and put her down, and that was all. But I was just like, Oh my god, I get to partner Maria Kuroski. Can you believe it? And then the second one was one of my favorite ballads, which is The Concert. And oh. she of course the gorgeous ballerina in it, and that's the second time I danced with her, and I I had an amazing time. She's such a, like, great partner and great person to dance with. She's, like, so sweet, and I was, like, so young that I was just, like, I'll do whatever you want, whatever (laughs) you need. (laughs) I mean, I'm still like that, but, like, I was definitely a lot more quiet.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a really beautiful attitude to have. Yeah. Like, such respect for the ballerina that you're partnering. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk to her about her whole life. Her whole life. Not just the ballet part, but like her whole life. and yeah. Perspectives as she's gone through the ranks and really gone through the ranks so quickly.
0: So quickly. It, and, and what I also found so cool is that she has danced like a lot of different companies as well as a guest artist. Yeah,
1: she's a coveted oh ballerina. God, yeah. yeah, such a great first guest to have on the show.
0: And now, welcome to our show, Principal Dancer with New York City Ballet, Maria Kroski.
1: You've been here, I know you're 20 years. We came up with an idea for your... My book? Yeah, her book. Okay, (laughs) one option, 20 years a principal. (laughs) That could be one book title, but you've been here for 25 years, right?
2: Yes. I mean, I'm coming up on the 20, well, so no, 25 years officially, like, as a core member, I got in in 1995, but I actually got my apprenticeship in
1: '94. So, um, it's like 24, 25, yeah, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Did you ever imagine that you would be where you are today when you were a kid? Good question. Um, I, you know, when I was
2: 10 years old. I decided I want to be a ballerina. The Joffrey Ballet Company had come to Grand Rapids, my very small town in Michigan, and performed. And I was like, oh, my God, these dancers are amazing. I have to do this for a living. And the weird thing was I just had this drive. Like, I really thought it was going to happen. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I just I felt like there was, like, this inner force making me work hard, making me just kind of didn't care what anybody else thought, didn't think about how it was affecting my life as a normal person, I just was like, I'm going to do it. And of course, when I got to New York and I got into the School of American Ballet and things were happening, I kind of really doubted myself. I was like, there's no way. This is too hard. I can't do this Um, because that's what happens along the way. You just have doubts. But there was still that person inside saying, you can do this, you can do this. And When I really look back after all these years of doing it, it is like a fairy tale in a weird way. You know, like it's it's a dream come true that I feel very grateful and blessed to have been able to do for 25 years.
1: Yeah, I feel like when we get in a situation like that, whether we're training or when we're with a professional company, sometimes there is just this force that kind of just keeps you going.
0: I don't think you realize when things are happening that they're happening and how they're affecting you until years later when you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that was, like, major. And it really shaped me to be the person I am today. Yeah. But you have no clue when they're happening.
2: Exactly. And I think also just being older and having, like, after I had Dylan and having all that time off, I really reflected about my career because I didn't know if I was going to be able to come back at all. And I was just like, wow, it's been amazing. And I, I kind of feel like I... I heard music differently. I looked at ballet differently. I appreciated choreography more. I was just like, because I think when you're in it, you don't even realize it so much. And then when you have that time, you're like, this is amazing choreography that I'm dancing. How did I not in this music? Like, what? Even though I knew it all along, I think there was just more of appreciation just taking that step back and also knowing I might not be able to do it again, too. So Mm. when I came back after having him, it was like, okay, Now I can really, like, do this and feel like myself and not worry about everything else that I was worrying about before and just appreciate what I've been given,
0: you know? There's nothing like taking something away from you to, like, really appreciate it when you're able to do it. Exactly.
1: Did you ever feel a great weight when you came back after having Dylan? A great weight to maximize and fulfill the the roles in the ballets or your role as a principal dancer did you feel like a heightened weight to your dancing when you...
2: I actually I feel like I felt more weightless because it was like I felt like they were bonus years of me being able to dance like I I'm so grateful that my body was able to return back to shape and that you know I could still do the ballets that I once did before and I felt like, I don't know, it was almost like a freedom of just being able to dance. It's interesting because I think having a child, like my heart, I never thought could feel as much as it has. Like the love that I have for Dylan is like beyond, and I think most parents will say that. So I think it kind of magnifies your feelings for everything. So, you know, my love for ballet, I feel, has grown. And like when I get on stage and I'm dancing, I feel like my heart is definitely more open. And I think, being with Dylan all the time it's brought out a different uh, like a younger side of me too like and a goofy side mm-hmm. And like you know, I don't I can do whatever I want in front of him just to make him giggle And I think it become you know, I become more like myself after you have a baby, too There's just so many different things go on you can't even believe you've given birth first of all mm. That's like an amazing thing and then you look at ballet, and you're like wow You know, now I'm raising a child, which is, like, one of the hardest things to do. And ballet is really hard, too, but it's on a whole other level. It almost felt easy compared to what I was doing at home. And I think having that mindset going into um, my return after the baby was, like, totally different. And I just felt, like, just grateful to be out there again. And, like, each month that went by, I felt more in shape, and I felt more myself. And I was like, you know, I can do this. And I, you know, definitely... Every ballet I feel like a more appreciation
1: for, every single one. Um, As Lerona and I, we were reflecting on your career and looking up what you've done with the company. You've done so many roles. You've done so many principal roles that were premiered back in Balanchine's day, but you've also originated so many roles with choreographers of today. And that's amazing. I mean... Yeah, I mean, when I think back, it's been,
2: I mean, when I first got into the company, there were still dancers that had worked with Balanchine in the company. So for me, it was like such an intimidating experience. And then I got my first lead literally like a few, like a year into the company. I did Prodigal Son, and I just remember not feeling a lot of support from the people around. (laughs) And, And being scared and being like, oh, my gosh, you know, I hope I can handle this. I felt like I was proving myself all the time. And then more roles came after that, and those dancers were still there. And it was, and I did have some support from them, but it was, you know, it's not easy when somebody new comes in, and and I never worked with Balanchine. So working with Karin Von and and, you know, Sarah Leland, you know, just kind of helping, like, that transition from, you know, never working with them through them, you know, to learn that choreography was pretty scary and daunting. But also just I mean I did my research. I went to the library, I looked at all, you know, these the original casts and, you know, read as much as I could trying to, you know, preserve as much as I you know, could of the balancing ballets. But
0: how old were you at the time?
2: I was nineteen when I did Prodigal for the first time.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Does it have a special place in your heart?
2: Yeah. I mean I hear the music, I still get nervous. It's one of those ballets I mean it's just because it was the first thing I ever did, my heart gets like it, it gets beats really fast. And there was I have so many special memories doing it as well. And I did it in Russia, but it's like back in that time when I was doing a lot of principal ba- roles for the first time, mm-hmm. it was scary every time I went on stage. I was like, I don't know if I can. do No matter this. what you, know? you did, yeah, I was just like I, mean, I remember doing Swan Lake. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. And and um, and Apollo, and I mean there was a. Western, there was like a symphony and see all of them in one chunk. And I was just like, it was like a debut every week. And I was like freaking out. And I, when I finally, the last debut I had was Agon, Pas de Deux. and it was like, felt like so easy compared to everything else because everything else <laughs> was like so scary. And that one actually felt like me and it went really well. And I was like, okay, finally, like I felt good about something because I was so hard on myself in those days. You know, I still am really hard on myself, but, um, I couldn't watch videos. Like, I just could not. I was like, no way. Can you now? Um, if I watch a video, I have to kind of go, okay, that was last season. It can be better. <laughs> I, I have a really hard time watching videos. I mean, I, the first time I watched myself do like I, wa- I walked out of the room bawling my eyes out. I was so disappointed. And I decided I wasn't going to watch anything for a very long time, so I spent years not watching. And I think now because I'm a perfectionist and I know it's the end and I'm always I, I want to be able to fix little things that maybe mm-hmm. someone else isn't seeing. So I will watch a video and I just kind of look at it as like if as if I was a ballet master watching myself instead of looking at myself. So I pretend it's almost not me, but you know, so you're mm-hmm. objective. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're
1: objective with yourself yeah. in
2: that way. But it took me years. I think it's just as a human being, you know, you evolve and change so much. And I think I was so insecure for so many of those years just because I didn't even believe I could do these roles, you know. And and I really, I mean, I felt like I was on my own, you know, just kind of tr- getting out there and doing it and going, okay. And then, you know, the next season kind of revisiting it. And it kind of took some injuries and, you know, relationships, a lot of different things that kind of give me the confidence to, like, approach them a different way and even though like when i think about the last time i did so i'm like first of all we do it so fast here which i'm very long and it's very hard for me to do it that fast and i remember asking peter i was like i'm probably not going to do this role much longer can i please just do it a little bit slower and he was like okay <laughs> and i was like and it was Finally, I felt like myself. And I think that's that's been a challenge, too, throughout my career. It's just the speed of
1: the rep that we do. Do you mean speed as in tempo or speed as in the time that you have leading up to a role? Both. Okay. Because
2: I remember the first time I learned Barocco, I think I had six days. Oh. And I was like, this is
1: really hard. Were you filling in for an injury? No. <gasps> no. no.
2: And I, I remember... Complaining about the time because I was like, "This is not enough time." I'm like, "This is really hard," and they were like, "Well, you know, this is what it is. If you want to do the role," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and you know, and you go out there and like, you don't, even, you're not even breathing because you're so nervous. You don't know if you're, it wasn't about remembering the steps because the steps, balancing choreography, makes so much sense that you just do remember it. It's so mm-hmm. musical. It's it's not about that. It was just about being able to dance and like not think. And so I think the the nice thing about having all this time in the company is I've done these ballets a lot. So I've been able to put myself in them, which, you know, is a really nice thing. And to be able to not go out there and go, you know, and just be like, yeah. okay. And I'm, And like I said, I'm hearing things different in the music and I'm, you know, feeling more like myself. I'm not mm-hmm. as insecure as I was as a kid and worried about every little thing.
0: I think I want to go back to asking you a little bit about family and especially what it's like when they come to see you perform. What was it like when you had your family before Dylan come and see you perform? And I know they have traveled with you once you've been in a different country performing. Mm -hmm. And what it's like when now Dylan and your husband come to see you perform?
2: Because my family lives in Michigan, like my mom would try to always come up and see. She always saw every debut that I did. And it was poor thing. She was always so nervous sitting down in, in the audience. She said she would always break out in hives. and She was so nervous for me. Um, but having her out there, I just felt like I had this little uh, guardian angel watching me, you know, and I knew that no matter what I did, she would love me no matter what. And she would always come in and take care of me that day. You know, she'd make sure I had food and like, you know, always get me these fresh flowers. So it was always so special. And when I went to Russia to perform, my parents came with me, and that was, like, first of all, my dad's first time out of the country. <laughs> so that was a big thing. And, the, I mean, he was to go to Russia is just, like, such an experience. You know, it was the winter, so it was freezing, and, like, there was, like, ice everywhere, and um, he just could not get on the right time. He was sleeping at all the wrong times, and I was just <laughs> like, Dad, you've got to wake up. <laughs> um, but I think... That time for my, fam- for my mom and dad was so special, you know. Having them in the audience for Swan Lake was, like, the best thing ever. Like, I can't imagine being there and doing something that special without having them there. Because they've supported me the whole way, you know. And that meant more to me than anything. Um, and, you know, it was hard for my parents to let me go come to New York when I was 15. I'm sure it was for you, mm-hmm. your parents as well. It's not easy to kind of say, okay, I'm going to let my daughter live in New York City by herself and... Um, even though there was a dormitory, it's still scary, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I think about having Dylan, I'm like, I'm not letting him go anywhere, I'm moving with him. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a lot. So um, these last few years, you know, my mom passed away when I was younger, and I always feel like she's there with me. So I always know that she's watching me, and I always kind of look up and kind of, you know, go okay. And and now, like, after Karin Von Aldringham passed away, I mm-hmm. always feel her presence, too, which is really strange. So sometimes I think, like, Balanchine and Karin are, like, watching me when I'm doing these ballets, which is really bizarre. But it's, um, I mean, I'm sure they are. I mean, why wouldn't he be looking over the company, you know, mm-hmm. that he made? Yeah. And, um, but it's a very strange feeling to, like, kind of, I know that, like, we're carrying on this legacy. And I and Karin passed on so much information to me that I feel like I want to give as much back as she, you know, possibly as I possibly could anyways. And now, you know, with my husband, he's helped me a lot along the way. Um, He's an actor, and I mean, a former dancer as well. I was telling him I wanted to kind of re have a little renaissance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, watching Wendy Whalen grow up through the company and kind of always reinventing herself. And I was just like, how is she doing that? And I was like, I have to do that too, you know, because that's what we're doing. You know, you can't have a career this long and just be the same person the whole time. So I was asking him for kind of some help and he was asking me or he was saying, you know, maybe you should do these acting um warm-ups that I do and he kind of took me through this whole thing where I'm like screaming and like, you know, <laughs> massaging my face and, you know, kind of humming and doing all these things and and then doing a meditation for like 20 minutes. And when I first did it, I was like I performed afterwards and I was like, "Oh my god." Cuz all of a sudden I was like, you know, it kind of takes away that extra energy mm-hmm. and the nerves because you're kind of doing all these things to kind of get really into who you are and not like this fake person, you know, like you're really being true and real. So I think, I I don't want to say I owe a lot of like these last few years to him, but I do feel like he's helped me grow to another he's level. He's played a big part. Yeah. And what's Dylan's response like when he sees a show? Well, the last time he came to watch me dance was Nutcracker, and he would not sit in this chair. All he wanted to do was get on stage with mommy, and I remember Martin said that he had to take him out in the, in the hallway and let him run around, and then they'd watch the monitor. They tried to come back in a couple times to watch, and he would not sit still. I think it could be his age as well. Um, he has a hard time kind of sitting there. How old is he now? He'll be four next week. Okay, wow. Um, but you know he, he's very active. I think I mean he knows what I do. He says, "Mommy does ballet," and he, you know, and he he put he does arabesque and he does passes and he does things and he jumps around and
1: and he, he lifts weights. Yeah, he's <laughs> been in the workout room and he's true. lifted weights Which and I
2: said don't even heavy. <laughs> how he even knows how to do all that stuff? I have no idea. He's never seen me work out like that, so I don't know where he gets that from. But he has no interest in dance. I tried to put him into interesting. Um, A friend of mine was like, you should put him into the Bounding Boys program at Alvin Ailey. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And, you know, just learning basic stuff and Mm -hmm. not so much. He tried the class three times and he was like, I said, do you want to go back? He's like, no, I want to play soccer. So, which is exactly what Poor my husband no. wanted him to do.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I mean, soccer uses the feet. You run yeah. a lot. You use your whole body. So yeah. And I'm fine
2: with it. I'm like, we don't need another dancer in the family. It's fine by me. <laughs> very hard career. <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
0: So, um, going back a little bit about Russia, how did that happen? How old were you?
2: I was probably in my early 20s, I'm thinking. I don't I think it was 2003, so I'm not going to do the math, and I don't want to say right Mm -mm, now. mm -mm. But I think it was early 20s. Back then it was called the Kirov Ballet. They um, wrote to Peter Martins and said we would... I don't know if they read the reviews in the paper for Swan Lake, but I think that's how they know what's going on in New York. So they had said, you know, we would really like Maria to come and do Swan Lake with us. And he told me, and he's like, how do you feel about this? He goes, I think you should go. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, um, and I'm doing their version. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Um, and I said, am I gonna have enough time to you know, prepare, prepare. for this? Yeah. This is a full length ballet. I've only done it like two or three times. Um, and he was like, yeah, he's like, well, will allow you to go. You know, he's like, this doesn't happen very often. I think this, you should go. I was like, okay. Well, fortunately, Uliana Lapatkina, who's a big principal over in, or was a big, she just recently retired, was over here having surgery on her ankle, um, which Mikhail Brushnikov helped her get the surgery. So she happened to be in New York and she taught me the entire thing and worked with me for a couple weeks before I went to Russia, which was amazing. And I wrote down every single thing she said to me. I found the book the other day, and I was like, "Wow, she was unbelievable." I because she's very tall. Um, she understood my body like no one else mm. ever had, and was like, "I know." She goes, "There's just some moments you have to really think, and other times mm-hmm. you can really dance." So like when I was struggling with a step, she was like, "Just think, okay, I got to be over my left side. Put your." Hand- Arm here, put your body here, or whatever, and it really helped me a lot. And then when I got to Russia, she actually was there as well, so she came to all my rehearsals. And I was talking to her about the thirty-two fuentes because I was, you know, I hadn't done them here. And when I had first done it here, Peter was like, "It's okay, you can just do sixteen and then do a PK circle." And it was just, you know, it was a lot for the first time, but Mm -hmm. I had to do them over there. Like if I didn't do them, it would have been like, not good. So she would make me do them. And then once I finished, even though I was, like, dying, she'd be like, okay, do them again. Like, right away. And then she even put a chair in front of me so I wouldn't move. Wow. That, that, didn't, that didn't go over so well. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that didn't go over so well. I was like, you got to move that chair. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was on a rake stage, so I was like, there's no way I'm You're not going to travel. You're going to end up sitting on the yeah, chair. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but it was really helpful, and it was the first time I did them was there. And, I mean, it was the scariest thing to this day I've ever done in my life. I, have, I mean, I was beyond nervous. But I did it anyways, and I actually came out early for the very first entrance. I was so nervous,
1: like the running entrance with all the swans. That they don't. Are,
2: yeah, oh, the they, Show. they yeah, they don't oh. run. So they so there's a one swan that goes in the back across, and as it was going across, I started coming out. So it was like I'm supposed to be that white swan going across in the back, and I was like, and then you do these, you know, it's a lot slower than what we yeah. do. But I was out there a little early.
0: When did you realize that you were early?
2: Um, pretty quick on. Like I was like, "Oh crap!" And then I was like, "Just keep boring. Just it's okay, you know." Yeah. It yeah. If you were just boring. You it's could better just, yeah. to be yeah. early Doing than it. to be late. That's true. You know what? Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's yes. true. That is true. But it was like, okay. Um, but the show. I mean, it was kind of the first time I actually looked at the video, and I was like, I f- was like. This is going to sound weird, but I was like, I'm a ballerina. Like, there was I was standing some way, and I don't know if it was her coach, the way she told me to stand. But I was like, I'm a ballerina. And it was like one of those, like the first time I ever really thought that about myself. Because I was always like, I'm just a dancer. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just never thought I'd get there. You know, you're always Mm -hmm. wanting to be a ballerina, but you don't know if you're ever really going to get there. And so it was really interesting. I was like, I think I'm there.
0: Yeah, that made it.
2: Even though, I've, you know, there's a million things to work on still, and even now, like, I could, you know, pick apart everything that I do. But it's, that's what makes this the amazing art form that it is.
0: <laughs> I think that's super cool. And you only had one show, right? One show.
2: But I was there, and it was like a festival. And they were like, well, since you're here, we know you've done the solo school, girl in Rubies, and we're doing that. Like, it was two days before my song, yeah. like and Wendy, Waylon, and Jock Soda were coming to do the performance. Like, would you do the soloist, girl? And I was like, okay. So I did it. And that was an interesting performance, too, because I came out in the third movement. And you know how they go, you know, the music yeah, starts the big when you leap land.
1: And then you land.
2: Well, I fell. When I came out, I went, because it was a rake stage. And I did that, I was like, I'm going to do the biggest jump of my life. And I ran out and I went, and I land, I fell, I stood up, and they didn't start the music. And I was like, oh my God, are they gonna start the music? What is going on? It took forever. They did not start the music. Finally, they started the music and it continued on. And then after the performance, I was like, you know, why did they wait so long to start the music? Like, well, we would have done that again. They would have gone off stage and come back on and repeated no way.
0: that. Yeah. Stop. I love that. <laughs>
1: Can, can we do that?
2: I'm like, here? you know what? That know. entrance
0: was so good. So let's do it again, everyone.
2: I mean, if I could have two takes on everything, I'd I, be the best dancer in the world. Exactly. Okay. Or maybe three takes. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I was like, okay. Well, that's not how we do it in America.
1: So, <laughs> like, so
0: Russians were like, oh, this girl is big in entrances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have one more that I'm curious about. Okay. If there's something you could tell your younger self, or any younger dancer, what would it be?
2: (laughs) To not be so hard on yourself. (laughs) I just, I feel like I've, at least the first 20 years of my career, just (laughs) maybe 15, um, just beating myself up after every performance, or, you know, being upset with myself because I couldn't do something, or expecting too much of myself. Um, Instead of just kind of Enjoying the process and being okay with where I was at and knowing that there's always room to improve and that you don't have to just like Be perfect the first time you go out there and do a role. You know sometimes there are roles that just feel like a glove when you go out There's just like right and you're like this is amazing I feel so right in this and then there are times when you're like This feels awful like I think I'd even told you when I first did Stravinsky violin concert I was like this feels awful and I had told Peter I was like I do not want to do this ballet anymore He goes He's like, Maria, just give it some time. And I was like, no, it just doesn't feel right. And and I did. I listened to him. And then I found my way in it. And it just sometimes, like, you know, you you feel like you're not in your own skin, and which is not a bad thing because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. And that's OK. But you also have to allow yourself not to um, be too hard on yourself and expect too much. And I think just knowing that it is a journey, there will always be something to work on, um there will be times when a rehearsal goes better than a performance and you're like really upset about that, but there's nothing you can do because, you know, live performance is in the moment and we strive for, you know, perfection when we get on stage, but it doesn't always happen. And you have to find you have to find the things that are good in the show instead of Mm -hmm. focusing on the bad. And I always focused on the bad. Like I'd be like, Oh, I missed this, I missed this, I missed this and I just like walk away angry. And and now I think even if things go wrong well, which is funny because I put less pressure on myself now and I'm just trying to enjoy myself, that less things do go wrong and I actually do enjoy myself more. If if I could feel the way I felt when I was twenty, but oh. have this brain. <laughs> Truly, I'd be yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> have that body with the brain now.
0: <laughs>
2: which is I guess, you know, what we all strive for. But you know, that's the beauty of of life, you know, you learn as you go yeah. and you know, Getting
0: that's why our grandparents mature. are so amazing. Oh. Just, Truly you know,
1: so wise, yeah. That was very beautiful.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm like I'm very inspired that. myself. I was
1: gonna say I'm just gonna try to take that and put that <laughs> into my dancing, and I feel like it, it. I'm on that path. Like I feel like early on in the company, and I think for many of us, like you're still becoming who you are Mm -hmm. like you're still coming into adulthood when you're in your late teens and early 20s and so to be cast into the limelight so early whether you're a a core dancer or whether you're promoted quickly it's still you're you're right you're in front of thousands every night and that's it's a very vulnerable place to be in and when you're still trying to Cultivate your, cultivate your like entire being, but also cultivate your ballet technique, your ballet artistry, um, your own comfort inside your own skin. It's, it's a lot to take on yeah. when you're young. And so I feel like I'm sort of coming out of those early years a little bit and starting to find more comfort and more joy in the process and understanding that I'm probably not gonna be perfect and comfortable every time I go out on stage. Right, yeah. and I think I think what's interesting too about the generation today is, you know,
2: it's easy to use social media for like a fake confidence almost, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And because I didn't have that all those years, like it's like a newer thing now, I really had to find it by myself and in figure out like where, you know, I didn't read reviews, even though in the beginning they were really great, but I didn't believe them. I was like, well, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, yeah, maybe good, but I I didn't believe it myself. And it's taken so long for me to even, even to this day, like, I'm like, oh. you know. um, And I think sometimes what happens now is there's, like, a false sense of, like, security through social media by mm-hmm. just someone saying, you're amazing. Oh, my God, you were so good last night. And I was like, okay, that's great you know and I'm sure that helps but like it really is like an internal thing to, It because for you to become your own person you really have to like feel that from within not from, from the, outside. the outside
1: yeah and I feel like too the nature of performance is it's like you're only as good as your last performance sometimes but if you do cultivate that inner strength in like in every scenario really yeah. every scenario like whether that's in rehearsal or on stage with people like interacting with family with friends with coworkers if you like develop that inner strength it really does take you far
0: yeah that's so funny you mentioned that because some people when they have a bad show they're like oh I don't want to get on the stage again like I need a break and I'm the opposite I was like I want to get on the stage like as soon as possible so we can just move on from that yeah. and I can get something right so I can Let feel like show you better, a better about myself exactly yeah no I remember I
2: remember wanting to do the performance right away after I'm like can we just do it again because that was exactly. you know yeah. just to kind of because you know you can do it but for whatever reason the nerves got in the way or you know, maybe the music was too fast or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and then you and you're like, Oh, I just wish I could do it again right
0: now. Well, apparently the Rasha you can. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: uh, thanks so much for joining us, Maria. This has been a really um, a really wonderful <laughs> yes, as I do <laughs> port <port-a-bra. laughs> I need to do port of to capture <laughs> the beauty of this conversation. Um yeah. I feel like Arona and I have learned a lot and I hope that all of our listeners can really absorb what you have and to say And relate share. to it
0: because you have yeah, you have a lot of things to say that I feel like anyone, not even a dancer, can relate and like take things from, which is the amazing part.
1: Thanks Maria. Thank you. Maria Kay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, no. no. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun.
0: I think it's now time to bring the curtain down.
1: Yeah, um, thanks for stopping by the rosin Box. We hope you join us next time.
0: And please, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the latest episode releases. If you like this show, please leave us a review.
1: We hope to see you soon in the theater, so head over to nycballet.com to have a look at what's on stage. We'll hear from you next time.